Welcome to Break It Down, a ScanSource podcast brought to you by Cisco. On this podcast, we take complex tech topics and break them down for the non-tech listener with your hosts, Gabby, Ian, and Kyle. It is another edition of Break It Down, a ScanSource podcast brought to you by our friends at Cisco. Gabby, Kyle, how are we doing? We're doing great, Ian. I can't wait for this episode. I'm also excited for this episode. We are talking NFTs today, a non-fungible token. And when I tell you that's what all I know about this, Kyle, that is what all I know about this. This episode, I jokingly said, was to placate purely my own personal stupidity because this is my like getting old moment. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I don't understand Instagram. That Like, I feel so old. I don't understand Snapchat. This is the first app I don't understand. I understand apps. I don't understand NFTs at all. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I was telling my family that this is the topic for today's podcast. And my 13-year-old said, okay, you have to explain it to me because I've seen them and heard about them and I don't understand them either. So it's it's not just you, Ian. Good. I feel like there are people who very quickly adopted them and are like, oh, this is the future. And I feel like it's a scam right now. And maybe that's too aggressive of a take, but I feel like people are buying pictures of pandas for 40 cents and then reselling them for hundreds of thousands of dollars and I don't understand why. <laughs> well, and the bigger thing for me is I don't get why anyone wants to own that. It's pretty intangible. Like, I could still go on the internet and print out that picture that you paid for. Like, I don't understand why any... Like, Kyle, please help me understand. What's the founder of Twitter? Why would anyone want to buy, pay millions for his first tweet? Who cares? Who needs that? <laughs> so I've got a, I got a couple of... Uh, theme related comments as we dive in here but i would say to answer your question it's the same reason people buy beanie babies why spend a thousand dollars on a beanie baby because somebody wants to put it on my shelf and say i own this beanie baby and it's on my beanie baby shelf but that's where i think and i know we're gonna do an episode on this that's where we're going gabby is the metaverse and you're gonna have a virtual shelf well, I'm going to be really rich because I'm not going to put any money into my virtual show. <laughs> you might be poor then in the virtual world. <laughs> so, Kyle, I do want to start where we always begin. Yep. Someone tried explaining this to me semi-recently, and I said I would consult you on how well of a job they did. Okay. But they used the example of like buying skins in video games or Fortnite or whatever it is as kind of the tangible easiest to explain low bar of what nfts are so sort of okay that's my answer to your last question of the podcast which is where are we going all right well let's see about that i'm going to table it a little bit so pin in it yep so let's talk about the term itself so nft like you said non-fungible token which are two hyphenated words that don't mean much to anybody so the non-fungible part means in economic terms means it's non-replaceable essentially it's non-unique so to gabby's point about the beanie baby if i bought a unique beanie baby and put it on my shelf i tangibly owned that one thing that could never be replaced well 
technically that Beanie Baby could be replaced because they didn't manufacture just one of each type. They manufactured thousands of them, right? So what I liken this to is concert tickets. So I can buy one of 10,000 concert tickets, but only one of them has my emotion attached to it. Only one of them has my nacho cheese stain on the corner of it. It's a unique concert ticket from me going to that show. And if I save that unique concert ticket, that cannot be replaced. I could own 9,000 more other of the same piece of paper that came from that show, but only one of them was mine and only one of them has my experience attached to it. And that makes it unique. So in this world of NFTs, we're talking about buying unique assets and we're doing it through tokens, which is a blockchain technology. So I'll table that just a little bit too, so we can harken back to our, our blockchain podcast. But the idea here is that you're buying something unique and you're buying a digital asset that is unique. And Gabby, I share your frustration and bewilderment on why people would spend real money on some of the things that I see them buying, like cat memes and <laughs> NBA highlights, like all this stuff that, as you pointed out, you can buy it and you own it, but you do not own the rights to the digital media. So much like many of the images we're talking about, anybody could download that same image, print that same image online and NFTs do not carry with them any copyright protection. So that's a lot of stuff all at once. That's exactly where I wanted to go. Yep. Because like some of the art I get, like, all right, well, that, that is a cool drawing and it's a unique drawing or whatever. And it's like, all right, like, I, I mean, I'm not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, but like, would I want that to be mine? I don't know, maybe at the right price, right? Because it's like buying art. But the duplication is what I don't understand where it's like, well, that's, I don't know, like one, okay, I'm buying a NBA player's highlight. Are you, the highlight's still getting used in advertisements right. and yeah. you know, sports center clips and whatever. So I don't really own that highlight. And then, then two is like, what is, and maybe there's things to be written about this in the future from a law standpoint, but what prohibits an artist today from creating, you know, a penguin picture selling it as an NFT, and then a year down the road, reselling that same NFT again. That's right. Absolutely nothing prohibits them. Crazy. That's right. Yep. So the NFT technology is a way of attaching authenticity to a digital asset. So today's topic, NFT, non-fungible tokens, it's a blockchain technology. So if you go listen to our blockchain podcast, you'll get the experience where you have this public ledger and there's all these things writing to our ledger. We use the example of beer and a cooler, which is why it's like our top listened to podcast episode, which is crazy. But the idea is that you have this ledger out there and the ledger is always up to date and can be trusted. So any transaction in the ledger can be authenticated and that ledger will live forever. So now you've taken this new commerce of selling digital media, selling pictures, selling highlights, selling whatever, and there's a marketplace out there for people that want to own the rights to an image. They want to own that cat meme just to say that they own it. There's no value in it other than to sell it, right? So in all of commerce, you can't have a buyer without a seller. So in this world, People are selling 
at the rights, the ownership rights to images, to video, to music, to whatever, and people want to buy it and they're spending money to own it. But as you said, Ian, there's nothing that protects the person that bought it that says that the original seller is actually who it was. I mean, anybody, anybody can mint an NFT, the mint, M-I-N-T, like create, like you, you think of minting coins. Anybody could mint an NFT, log into a website for free, upload an image and say, I, this is my image, I wanna sell it. So I could be Banksy. I could log in to this thing and mint an NFT and say I'm Banksy and sell an image to someone that wants to own it. And there's no ramifications for it. This industry is riddled with fraud. <laughs> Again, the stupidest I've ever felt is talking about this because it's like, I just don't understand where the value comes from because I'm going to go ahead and answer my own question that I skipped over. When did this start? Not surprisingly, I Googled it. It started before I thought it would have. They yep. give this guy, Kevin McCoy, yep. in 2014 for this non-NFT called Quantum, and it's a pixelated image. I'm looking at that thing right now and watching it. Like, yeah, this is cool. It's a octagon that is all these little circles denoting flashing colors. Okay, so why did someone spend $7 million on that recently? When I can stare at it online and be like, well, that's pretty cool. And where are these people putting them? Like, does he have a TV up in his house that has that on it all the time? I don't know, but I, to Kyle, what Kyle would say is, I could have a TV up in my house with that on it all the time, and there's true. no one stopping me. Yeah, right-click the image and save it right now. Like, you can have a copy of it, and it's not, not only can you, it's not illegal for you to do right. so. Like, you have all the rights to take that image. Now, if you were to claim it was yours and try to sell it, then you're that's copyright infringement. So that's punishable. So but, NFTs are almost like a currency. Well, so NFT, I don't know. Ian, do you collect baseball cards? Yes. So NFTs are like the digital or the certificate of authenticity for an autographed baseball card. So somebody has looked at it and said, yes, that autograph is Chipper Jones's autograph on his card. That is authentic. That's an NFT. Now, NFT in most cases is being connected to a unique asset. Although we got to talk about the NBA because the NBA has this whole top thing, shot. top shot yeah. where they're selling NFTs, but they're selling them in packs. Like, yeah, you open them. Yeah. Like you do baseball cards. Yep. So tens of thousands of the exact same highlight anybody could buy, which is really where this falls apart for me. Like I guess. Yeah. We need some rules. It feels yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So NFTs are not in and of themselves. They're not a currency. So this is, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. So NFTs are predominantly associated with Ethereum, which is yep. one of the cryptocurrencies. Correct. And NFT is not a cryptocurrency, but it uses the same network of blockchain as the Ethereum cryptocurrency does. So to me, what this has done is created an economic market just for Ethereum cryptocurrency. Yes. And now you can buy an NFT with anything. You can buy it with US dollars if you want to. But most of what people are spending on NFTs is cryptocurrency. And most of that is Ethereum. So they may have created their own marketplace here and validated their own cryptocurrency. What's interesting, and, and I know we're in, I'm going to keep teasing it, but we're in, the next episode we're doing is on the metaverse. Yeah. And Cisco Talos's head of outreach, Nick, and I really hope I'm not butchering this last name, 
Biazzini kind of was saying like the, the metaverse is, is the new wild west of cybersecurity. And to my point, like NFTs are part, in his words, NFTs are part of that. And to my point, there aren't enough rules around them. And he goes into like talks about there are people already squatting on URLs that are totally fake, like wellsfargo.eth because all of this is transacted on Ethereum. And he was like, that's not tied to Wells Fargo. That's now a malicious URL that people are going to, at some point, as this becomes more and more mainstream, think is a legitimate URL, but it's not. So the hackers are, not surprisingly, already ahead of all of this. But this is going to be, and Gabby was saying earlier, like, well, I own, I want to look at a piece of art in my house. I think, to me, this is a piece of art in what will be the, the metaverse and the virtual house of the future. Yep. So you referenced skins in a video game or Fortnite earlier. So what you experience today in those games is all three of us could log into the game and buy the same skin. So we would all right. have the same avatar. We would look exactly the same. And that's part of the, the social element of playing these games is it's a, a huge moneymaker for the games. We talked a little bit about that in a previous episode or just on digital assets and how all these microtransactions have turned into a multi-billion dollar industry. But imagine you logging into Fortnite, we're using that as an example, and Ian, your skin is unique. You are the only one that has that avatar in that game because you bought an NFT associated with that. So to me, that yeah. that's where we're headed, I think, with the gaming environment. And you're starting to see some of that pop up now. There's a couple of these MS, MFT media developers who are starting to create games where your experience in the game is unique based off of whatever you purchased. And that's the part of NFTs I think I understand. And maybe I'm, I'm just never going to get the art part of this where people in the top shop part of this. like, Because to me, value is in the scarcity of an asset. And if there is not any regulations about that or that I can go just go copy and paste that asset online anyway. Like, I don't understand that. But that's, I get the larger idea of what an NFT is in the future. And I think that's to use a different game that I don't play, but I know enough about, I think, to talk educationally. Like an Animal Crossing is kind of what, the to me, a really like monogamous look at what a metaverse will be is like we're in there and you have your own how virtual house and whatever, and we'll get all into that in the metaverse. But that will be your own unique thing. And that will be your filled with your NFTs or whatever. Yeah, I think you said, I don't can't remember if it was in the green room or if we were live, but you said to Gabby, like people will have their own virtual shelves. Correct. You know, you've got a tangible beanie baby on your shelf right now, but you could also have a virtual shelf with whatever unique assets you own. Is it going to be on Facebook? Like, what? It, you know what I mean? Like, is it going to be on a new social media? Oh, sorry. That's, I, we'll have to get into how dumb I think that name is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, is it a new platform where you have your shelf? Like, because I feel like as of now, do any of us care what is on our digital shelf? Like, no. So, I think there's a community that does. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay. So here's Kyle's opinion. This is the portion of the podcast where we hear Kyle's opinion. This is a bubble that's going to burst. I agree. The current NFT industry is just spending cryptocurrency on digital assets that have no tangible value. They have personal value, which is why people spend money on them because they want to own it. Like Ian wants to own that big cow picture behind him. That's got value to him, but it has no value to me. So 
he would spend money on it. I wouldn't, as an example. The same thing happens in this digital asset world. But honestly, like I said earlier, I think people are just trying to find something to spend Ethereum on because it's not a tangible currency they can use in the real world. And now we have this NFT market where you can buy and sell these digital assets. And the sell part of it, I think, is what's interesting, Ian. Somebody has found something that if you buy low, sell high, now you're you're doing buy low, sell high with cat pictures and videos, digital copies of, of uh, media. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if I was an artist, I would definitely be creating NFTs because to your point, like there are people buying them and there is, this is a way to me, at least short term, a way, almost how music went with Napster, where like art with NFTs, like it's a way of evangelizing your own art and getting your own art and exposure and kind of out to an audience that you would otherwise never have access to through local art galleries. I have a question. So say I posted something on, you know, like sometimes when you post something on Facebook and like you could Google your name and then that picture comes up and you're like, I didn't realize that was on the internet. Like, could someone take my Facebook picture? Like, say it's like me and my family on vacation. Like, could they like sell that as an NFT? Like, is there any issues with that where people are like selling other people's pictures? Yeah, I think Lindsay Lohan is the most popular example of this. So if our listeners want to Google that, there's another one that escapes me right now, which I hate it because it was another really good example. But the point about minting an NFT, Gabby, is that there are no regulations behind it. There's no governing body. So yes, I could take your profile picture off of Facebook and mint it as an NFT and then sell it. Now, I don't know what my my buying audience is. <laughs> Zero? Limited to 12 <laughs> I people. I wouldn't even buy that. <laughs> the guy that walks around in your background might buy it. But that's the thing is you could turn anything, any digital asset into an NFT and then hope you find a buyer. Well, and that's where, again, coming back to this, and I always feel like I talk about this, but that's where security comes in, I think, too, is there are, I assume, and, and this article, and I mentioned it, like a lot of like fake NFTs now being transacted. And once something's out there, it's out there. So I think they're working on protocols and, and standards to put it in place from a cybersecurity standpoint to try and prevent fraud and try and prevent, obviously, theft which I think is important. And I hope we're early enough in this process that that's able to be integrated as it should be. And it doesn't have to get bracketed on later because boy, oh boy, does it feel like if we're, we get behind this thing that we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. The currency that we're talking about spending on NFTs, that currency is not even regulated yet. So if we haven't regulated or, or have governance around the currency itself, it's really hard to create regulations around how you spend this currency. So again, like I said, I I think NFTs are a great way to legitimize cryptocurrencies, especially Ethereum. Maybe all these instances of fraud of people just taking images and claiming them as their own and then selling them, maybe that's going to spur, like you said, more focus on the security, more focus on authenticity and legitimizing the things that people are selling. But I mean, let's face it, you could go on Craigslist right now and buy a real Chipper Jones rookie card. And when you get it home, you realize somebody printed it out on their color inkjet printer at home. Like this type of commercial fraud exists all over the world. We're just now talking about the new digital asset version of it. Definitely. So bottom line, if you've got money to spend, 
and you want to own a piece of history, you could own a really weird version of history and buy a picture. <laughs> and you own it. Congratulations. You own the rights. Anybody could use it or download it or print it, but it's yours. It's yours to own. All right. Well, I might go buy an NFT, and if I do, I'll let you know. Please don't spend more than a dollar. <laughs> you can buy NBA Top Shots NFTs for like 10 bucks, four bucks. I don't know that that will be the NFT I buy. Four bucks too many. <laughs> what if you get Steph Curry, I don't know, hitting a game winning three? I'm not a basketball fan, so that means little to me. <laughs> it means a lot to the trading community. It could mean something to the person that owned it. And then the 3 million people that watched that same clip on YouTube that got <laughs> free. it for free, it means very less to them. Yeah. I, again, I, I like art to me is the future. Beyond that, I do feel like there's an aspect of this being a little bit of a bubble. Yeah. From a commerce standpoint and a economic standpoint, I agree with you. I think this is a predecessor to using blockchain in a, in a different way than we have with cold chain and produce, farm to table, and with cryptocurrencies. Like... Anything that's a unique asset, the VIN number on a car, like you could use this same technology to track things like that over time. But right now, as we're recording this in December 2021, NFTs are all about digital media. Perfect. Well, I look forward to talking about the metaverse next. I think we got a lot to cover. Yep, I believe so. WebEx by Cisco is the leading enterprise solution for video conferencing, online meetings, screen share, and webinars. WebEx has one app for everything and everyone, with calling, meetings, messaging, and events in the cloud for teams of all sizes. WebEx is trusted by 85% of Fortune 500 companies and is adaptable for any work style, role, or device so you can choose when where and how you work. Reach out to evolve at scansource.com for more information on WebEx.